Don't Turn Around by C.H. Maud Official. At times, your bed can feel like the most secure place on earth, cuddled under a warm blanket, left to drift off to sleep. No matter where you are, the thought of getting home to your bed is... comforting. You savor the moment that your head crashes onto your pillow, and you feel every muscle in your body sigh of relief. That moment when your mind drifts off to the farthest reaches of space and time until it goes into a state of unawareness and bliss. It feels as if the world revolves around your comfort. But sometimes, sometimes your mind wanders into a different place, a darker place. You've probably felt it before. Your heart starts to beat a little faster, Sweat beads start to form on your legs because it's so hot under that blanket. So, why not just pull it off? Why not expose your body to the air? Then you'll feel fine. But wait. Wait, wait. What was that noise? It was probably nothing. Stuff makes noise all the time. Maybe it was a pipe, or the floorboards moving. You can't hear anything else. There's no way anything could be in here. And gosh, it's uh, it's getting really uncomfortable under those covers. So just stop being a baby and move already, you tell yourself. Sweat is accumulating on your body. You'll never fall asleep like this. You're a young adult. Being afraid of monsters is for children. <laughs> so just move already. But you can't. You're immobilized by fear. Not fear of what is there, because there's nothing there, right? You're not scared of that. But why can't you move then? Because you're scared of what could be there. You're scared of what you can't see. The unknown. There could be anything there. In fact, there could be nothing there. You're not looking. Your mind works against you. It reaches into your deepest consciousness and it reflects what you're afraid of. It molds and forms a figure right behind you. A tall, slender figure, wheezing for air. Its face is pure white, almost fluorescent, adorned with two pitch-black eyes that peer right through you. A gaping abyss filled with jagged teeth twists into an inhuman smile. Behind it lies a trail of bloody footsteps. It has come to claim its next victim. Each shaky breath it draws in brings it closer to you. You can hear it breathing. You can feel its presence. As you lay sweating and shaking in your bed, it draws closer to you. Its clammy, warm breath blows through your hair, giving you goosebumps all over your body. And all you can do is pretend that you're sleeping. Its hand hovers over your head, ready to draw the breath from your lungs. Each bony finger trembles slightly as the monster salivates in excitement. You can feel it. Your body trembles in fear. Your breaths come sporadically and quickly. Your pillow is soaked with sweat. You feel the last warm breath draw into your lungs 
the oxygen course through your body as the monster wraps its hand around your head. But you don't feel anything. You brace for the impact, but nothing comes. And you wonder to yourself, what are you doing? You hear nothing, your breath returns to normal, and you realize that it was never there, right? It was all in your mind. You created it, and you scared yourself. In fact, you could say that you are the monster. It goes with you everywhere. You can imagine that it's absent, but it's not. Because in any given instant, your mind can call that monster to you. It's behind you when you're sleeping, when you're watching TV, and when you're on your computer. Don't turn around. If you can imagine it, you could almost feel it breathing down your neck. And that is the scary part of things. All of it's in your mind. You can't escape your mind. Don't think about what's behind you, just stay calm and try to sleep. But, you know, it is behind you. You can feel its presence. You know that the instant you turn around, you will be consumed by those piercing eyes. The smell of a thousand rotting corpses will fill your nostrils. Then you will feel the icy, cold grip of fear. Be reasonable and do what's best for you. Don't turn around. Forgotten Dreams by Ocean Green Do you know that we forget most of our dreams? Psychologists have long since proven that we actually dream every time we fall asleep. Although, most of these dreams are forgotten as soon as we wake up. So the question here is, what's the point of having dreams if you can't remember them? Psychologists explain that this seemingly unreasonable forgetfulness is caused by the inactivity of some parts of our brain during sleep, but... That is not the truth. The real reason is that we see and hear things in our dreams that are forbidden to the human perception. In other words, things that are simply too much to bear for our mind and soul. And if we don't forget about them, they would drive us insane. However, should you wake someone up in the midst of a dream, he will remember every bit of the dream he is having. You should never ever do this because it may kill him. To illustrate my point, let me tell you about a strange experience I had three years ago. I was living in an apartment in downtown Sydney at the time. My roommate was a man named David. When we first met each other, he told me that many people had refused to share a suite with him because of his especially loud sleep talking. But I didn't mind. You see, I had served in the Navy for five years and over 1,800 nights of sleeping in a cabin right next to our ship's engine room, there was literally nothing loud enough to disturb me in my sleep. I told David so, and he was so pleased that he offered to pay 60% of the rent, which I gladly accepted. Our first three months together went extremely well. David was great company. Not only was he a master cook, but a man of great compassion and humor as well. He wore the most friendly smile at times, and he was always ready to engage in a pleasant conversation. 
As for his sleep-talking, well, frankly, I had to say that I heard none of it, because I'm in the habit of going to bed before 11pm, while David usually stayed up until 1 in the morning. Sometimes David would warn me to never wake him up while he was sleep-talking. I asked him why. I don't know. Instincts, I guess. He only shrugged. I agreed. With my usual schedule, it's not likely that I'll ever get to hear him sleep-talking anyway. However, after a few more months, the World Cup began. Now, as I've already told you, I'm usually accustomed to going to bed early, and I'm also one of your typical soccer fans who are always willing to stay up late for a game. That night, I bought a bag of snacks and some beer, and invited David to join me in cheering for the Australian team. He seemed quite disturbed by this. Mark, I think I might as well skip the game. After all, I'm not much of a soccer fan, he said hesitantly. But the problem is, should you stay up tonight, you're bound to hear me sleep talking. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I'll just ignore you. That seemed to reassure him. Alright, just remember, do not wake me up whatever you hear. Sure, good night. The game that night was awesome. So awesome that it made me forget all about David and his sleep talking. However, at exactly three in the morning, a horrible moan from his room sent me bouncing off the sofa. It was the groan of souls trapped in hell, guttural, deep, and filled with despair. David's voice was pleasant and somewhat chirpy, but this was something else entirely. Keeping David's word in mind, I turned up the volume of the TV and tried to ignore the creepy groans coming out of his bedroom. It didn't work well. The groans just grew louder and louder until they eventually merged into a steady, choked scream. Now, you may wonder how come I could stay asleep with David making that much noise every night, but then again, that's because you've never been aboard a Navy warship. Have you ever heard the noise of a cruiser's engine? That was the loudest buzz anyone could ever imagine. Booming like gunshots been fired right next to your ear. Now just think, as a Navy soldier, I'd spent five years living under that kind of noise. Now, do you understand? After a while, when the groans had not stopped, I began to grow worried. What if David was having a heart attack and struggling for life in his bedroom right now? I, I had to go in there and check on him. So I put down my beer, and I ran towards his room. After knocking on the door for several times without getting any response, I turned the knob carefully and walked in. There lied David, with his face towards the door, and his expression was unspeakable. His bloodshot eyes seemed to be bulging out of their sockets, and his lips were upturned like that of a wild animal, revealing gritted teeth his tongue lolled out of his mouth, dangling like the tongue of a man who had hanged himself with a rope. Seeing this sight of horror confirmed my suspicion that there had to be something wrong with my roommate, and that I must rush him to the hospital ASAP. That is when I made the mistake of trying to wake him. Hey, buddy, uh, wake up. What the hell is wrong with you? The change on his face... It was almost instant. The eyes narrowed, and the bloodshot was gone. 
his tongue retracted into his mouth. And for a moment, there was my friend again, staring blankly up at me as if dumbfounded. Then, all of a sudden, he leaped from his bed and started screaming. My God, my God, I saw... What the fuck did I see? Oh God, oh God, he screamed as he banged his head against the wall so hard that it drew blood. I tried in vain to get a hold of him, but he was astonishingly strong. I saw them, Mark. Oh God, I saw them in my dreams. These things, oh, they, they talked to me in my dreams and I could see them so clearly. They tortured me and oh, oh fuck, those damned eyes, these hands. He collapsed into a fetal position on the floor and began to weep like a boy. In the end, I called the hospital, and they sent someone to pick him up. Two weeks later, I read in the local newspaper that David had committed suicide in a mental institution. He had been staying awake for over 80 hours when he died, banging himself in the head or biting down hard on his arms whenever he felt sleepy. He was afraid of them. The beings that haunted him in his dreams, and now, because of me, he could remember. Now do you see? If you caught your friend having a bad dream, you never wake him up, or his blood will be on your hands. I had moved out of that apartment now, and rented a smaller suite on the opposite side of the streets. It's a humble place, and the facilities are generally unagreeable, but at least it's a suite that I can afford to rent by myself. However, you see, the problem is, I began to dream talk as well. Last week, my new roommate complained that I would sometimes groan horribly in my sleep, and I would even beg and weep as if I was being tortured. Maybe, just maybe, they are now coming after me as well. Darkness by Mr. Dupin You open your eyes. An endless ocean of black fills your vision. You blink, trying to cast the darkness away. But the veils of darkness still loom over your body. You try to move, but a cold wall, inches away from your face, pins you to the ground. Distressed, you stare into the empty void pressing down on you. Questions start to form in your mind. Are you asleep? Have you gone blind? Are you dead? Seconds become minutes, and minutes become hours. Or so you think. You've completely lost any concept of time. You put your hands against the firm wall on top of you, trying to push yourself away from the darkness. You manage to move your body a few inches, your nails clawing at the hard wall and your legs scraping against the cold floor. But the top of your head hits another hard surface, and you're forced to stop. Suddenly, you hear a creaking noise coming from above. Something is on the other side. You can definitely hear a squeaking sound, faint but clear. But as swiftly as it started, the sound stops. 
you're once again plunged into complete darkness. Then, a dreary thought sneaks into your mind. You're buried. Buried alive. It seems obvious now. The sound you just heard was your coffin groaning under the weight of the dirt above. You're trapped. A feeling of claustrophobia builds up in your heart. A cry of utter despair and hopelessness bursts out of your lungs. Help! You shout. But you know it's all in vain. Nobody can help you. Your eyes are wet. A warm tear drops on your cheek. You didn't want it to end this way. You had dreams. A family. Friends. You had your life to live. But your cruel fate has stripped everything away. You close your eyes. You pray that your torture ends quickly. An indefinite amount of painful minutes, you begin to drift away, your existence slowly washing off the face of the earth, but then, then you hear a sound. At first, you can't determine what it is, but slowly you recognize a familiar whooshing sound of a strong breeze. You must be very close to the surface. New hope is planted into your heart. You start yelling again, hoping to catch the attention of anyone passing near you. Suddenly, you hear a loud thump. The roof of your coffin bends inwards, the cold surface now pressing down on your face. You turn your head sideways to allow for breathing space. Something has fallen onto your coffin. Is it dirt about to crush you? No, no, it, it can't be. Whatever caused the bend in is still moving. Maybe, maybe you aren't buried. But if that isn't the case, then where are you? A shiver runs down your spine. A question you should have thought of earlier pops up into your mind. How did you end up here? You realize you have no recollection of the past events. Where were you? And what were you doing? Your memory is completely blank. But you can't give it more thought, as a creaking sound breaks the silence once more. The bend in above you subsides, indicating that the weight on top has shifted. You can very, very faintly hear a whimpering sound, like someone is trying to muffle his crying. As suddenly, a flash of light blinds you. You look to your right. A little crack has appeared in the blackness that surrounds you, allowing a sliver of light to invade your world of darkness. Your heart jumps. This is your escape. You extend your hand, your fingers touching the edge of the crack. You are surprised to find not the hard surface you imagined, but a smooth and soft cloth that parts under your light touch. You push with your fingers, the velvet-like material apart, creating a hole big enough for your hands to pass through. With another push, your hand exits your dark prison and enters the world of light. The fresh air cools your skin while you blindly explore your surroundings with your hand. At first, your palm lands in a cold surface that seems to extend far beyond your reach, but moving your hand up, you again come in contact with a soft material. You grab onto it, trying to determine how far up it goes. You start climbing up the cloth with your hand, but almost immediately your fingertips reach the edge of a strange fabric. Suddenly, a high-pitched screech pierces your ears. Mommy! Mommy! After a few seconds, you hear a door open. What is it, sweetie? There's a monster 
under my bed. So that was a handful of creepypastas to haunt your dreams. Three of them to be exact. I guess three creepypastas are a handful. I don't know. That's what I wrote on my notes. A handful of creepypasta. I I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And if you did, hit that thumbs up button. And also hit that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. That makes... It's obvious for me that you liked the video. You can also follow me on all my social media platforms and support the channel over Patreon or channel memberships. All members of these things get early access to all of my content over the respective platforms. Pretty good incentive. I also potentially send things to you if you sign up. All that said, I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope I'll see you on the next video. But until then, stay safe, stay warm, much love, and... Sleep well.